Welcome to the Weathercock Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Shabbat. I am a writer, speaker, life coach, and very curious fellow. I love to have conversations with our guests so that we can learn, grow, and most of all, get curious together. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new solo episode. And I want to get right into it today because I'm really excited to talk to you about this concept from the American scientist and philosopher Alfred Korzybski that said that the map is not the territory. When I learned about this concept, it melted my mind. Our perceived reality is not the actual reality, which means that if you're preparing and planning for a trip, reserving your tickets, your plane tickets, your hotels, booking activities, well, in your mind, the reality is this trip is going to go perfect. But the reality when you're actually going to the airport, your flight might be delayed. You might not get that meal you asked for. The hotel room might not be the one that you reserved and the activity might be delayed or might not happen for whatever reason, depending on the activity. In other words, you need to be adaptable. If you are adaptable, then you will have a great time on this trip. If you are not adaptable, then your whole world starts crumbling down because your perceived reality is not the reality. And that's hard to take for your mind even harder for your ego that prepared so much and was ready to go on this trip with you. But now things have changed because outside factors are not in your control and it is not your reality anymore. So to exemplify even further, something happened to me when I was 20 years old that put this into context for me and really made me understand how I function when making decisions, when planning and preparing, and then actually adapting to the real circumstances, the real reality of starting something. And when I was 20, I wanted to go to Los Angeles because I wanted to become a rock star. Mind you, I didn't want to become a musician. I wanted to become a rock star. But that's a whole other podcast that I'll get to eventually. I can't wait to tell you about it. But when I went to Los Angeles, this is pre-internet. And all I needed to do was buy a plane ticket and a map of Los Angeles, which I did. And the travel agent that sold me the ticket back then just sold me a, a, uh, a round trip to Los Angeles. I would stay there like three weeks and, you know, I'd come back. That's it. That's all the questions he wanted to uh, ask me and gave him the answers to the date of leave and the date of return. And when I left, I got on a plane for the first time in my life. I had prepared with a map, a physical paper map of Los Angeles by looking at where Sunset Boulevard was compared to the airport and realized that probably it's far from what I can see with the lines. I didn't even know what a centimeter to a mile was, but I could see that the beach was close to the airport. So I figured that probably when I got to the airport, I could go hit, I could hit the beach right away by just like jumping over a fence or something or crossing the street and the beach was there from what I could perceive on the map. So when I got to Los Angeles, obviously there was no beach close and there was highways and transportations and all types of things that prevented me from even crossing the street or thinking of getting out of the airport without taking a cab, impossible. And when I realized that, that was like the first thing that sort of jumped out that, oh my God, this is not going the way that I want to. I had, you know, for months thought that walking out of that airport, I'd basically be smelling the sea and hopefully seeing the beach from where I was, but it was not it at all. 
So I got into a taxi cab and I asked the guy to the driver, sorry, to bring me to a beach. And he asked me where. And I said, if first thing that came to my mind because I looked at the map so much was Venice. And he said, okay, I'll bring you to a beach at Venice. So the driver basically brought me to the end of a street, a tourist street where there was no more road. It was the beach. And I walked out of the, I got out of the cab and was on the street with my huge duffel bag and nowhere to go. I had not even reserved the hotel. My friends kept telling me, just find a youth hostel. You'll be good. So that's one thing. When I actually got to the youth hostel, I didn't have a passport. I didn't even know what a passport was. The only identification that I had on me was a birth certificate. That's because my mom and my dad told me, don't forget to bring that. At least you'll have identification. I didn't have my driver's license. I had nothing back then. So here I was, a small town Canadian boy in the biggest city, one of the biggest cities in the world, wanting to become a rock star with ambition, had planned on his paper map, but was on the streets of Venice with nowhere to go because there was not one youth hostel, not one YMCA, not one hotel that wanted to rent me a room because I had not proper identification. So no one told me. So I was blaming everyone but myself. So I prepared, but I hadn't asked questions to people that actually were traveling to understand that a passport is a good idea to have. Finally, someone, a nice lady from a motel, understood my situation that I had been you know, that I was lost, that I was filled with fear because I didn't know where to go and how to get there. And my dreams of becoming a rock star had suddenly been squashed by the fact that I couldn't even find a place to sleep. Um, Took pity of me and gave me a room and I paid her cash. And I went, dropped my bags and just went for a walk after. And I remember being filled with such anxiety and stress from not adapting to this current situation finding a solution, asking questions, asking for proper help, that I sat down and cried on a sidewalk in Venice Beach in a cozy little neighborhood with Spanish houses all lined up, nice cars everywhere, and cried with my long hair and my Motley Crue t-shirt and my black converses. And I cried and cried and cried until I had nothing left to cry for and basically made my way back to the hotel room and slept for two days. And after two days, there was two things that came up for me. The first thing was, maybe I'll just stay in this hotel room for the next two weeks, pay this nice lady all the money that she needs so I can just be holed up here and then wait till the day I go home and just get in the cab and go home. Or I can get out of this bed and go and explore Los Angeles and do what I did, do what I have to do and what I came here for and stop crying, stop being tired and stop looking for excuses. And suddenly a rush of energy came to me because I had made a decision to adapt. I had made a decision to get out of that bed and actually go out and explore Los Angeles. It turned out to be one of the most amazing trips of my life. Obviously, I'm talking to you here, so I did not become a rock star, but I met amazing people along the way. And what I can say is that if I had not adapted, if I had not made that decision to get out of bed and actually do something with myself and have fun for the time that I was there and understand that I'd made mistakes, that I had not prepared as much as I could, and that the reality that I imagined was not the reality that was happening 
then it would have been a lot easier to make my way on those first few days. But it turned out I had a great time and I learned a lot. But you know what? I didn't really apply the learning to my later life because I was immature. I was 20 years old and the ego was my best friend. That's why today I connected the dots to the past to understand that a lot of my decision-making up until the last few years has been entirely fueled by a perceived reality. And when the actual reality hit me, I was always disappointed, always hard on myself, blaming others because I was not adapting, but rather angry and pissed off that the reality that I perceived is not the actual reality. So if there's anything that I want to relate to you today and that you can get on a base of reflection with this is when you're preparing and planning for something, whether it's a business, whether it's starting up a new hobby, uh, buying something new, a thing, what is the preparation and planning that you do and how adaptable are you when you actually set out to go do it, when you're on the territory and walking it? When you're on that trip and driving your car and you realize that there's construction up ahead and that the paper map did not tell you that there was construction. So what do you do? You have to get off on an exit and find a new alternate route. That's adapting. That's being able to take your environment and say, okay, I plan for this. I know what my end goal is. I know where I want to go and where I want to be. But now I have to adapt and find new roads, new exits new throughways to get there. So if we adapt this and put this into our lives and our everyday lives, then everything becomes much easier in our decision-making process because preparing and planning is essential to anything and everything that we want to do that has an outcome. But when you're on the actual territory, if your purpose and your intention is not strong enough, then you will not be able to adapt to the realities of actually getting it done. And I say this a lot, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? But planning and preparing can take you so far, but being adaptable is what gets you going all the way. So if I took anything away back from this trip to Los Angeles when I was 20 and how I can adapt it to my 50-year-old self is that I can plan and prepare for as many things as possible, and I still do. I do it as best as I can. But my expectations now are that when I actually start, then I'm going to trade those expectations for appreciating the environment that I'm walking in and be adaptable to whatever happens. Sure, I'll get mad. Sure, I'll get angry. Sure, I'll get pissed off. And sure, things will not go the way I want. But if I know this beforehand, then it makes the whole trip a lot better than actually staying in my perceived reality and not adapting to reality. So the map is not the territory. Remember that the map can show you the way, but is not the way forward. Be adaptable. I hope you liked this episode. I hope you enjoyed my story. And I can't wait to continue on another subject. And until then, my friends, be curious and stay curious. And you stay curious by exploring, experimenting, and discovering your best self. I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.
Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you like what you heard today, I would be extremely grateful if you left a review or a comment and start following the show. This is all about reclaiming our curiosity, exploring, experimenting, and discovering. If we are curious, then we stay curious. And who knows, you just might want to become a weather cat. I'll see you next show.